Friday afternoon deploys dressing up as a headless browser for Halloween. Tyrell, I expected you to be in like 8K UHD, <laughs> 120 frames per second, um, HDR, and all that other shit with your fancy new fiber connection. Yeah. I would be if Zoom supported it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're very you're very crisp. You're very clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about your video feed. It's not a commentary on your appearance. <laughs> I'll take it. However, I can get it. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so, so Tyrell, we realized um, before we before we got started, before you jumped on, we realized that um, we've we've already got an episode in the pipeline, and so uh, this is actually going to be our Halloween episode. Uh, oh yeah! Times out. I wish we had uh, realized that in advance so we could prepare yeah. more. Um, but I, I told Alan um, that we could tell ghost stories. <laughs> it's uh, we server ghosts. W- whether that's like Ghost JS, the the WordPress killer, or uh, you know, or, or others. Ghost, uh, ghost daemon processes running on your machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zombies, right? Zombie processes. Lots of, lots of Doctor Zombies. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what we were talking about before you came on. And before the listeners came in, too. We were talking about Docker zombies, of, of which there are many. All right, everyone check your Docker zombies. I'm going right now. My term. Uh, oh, are we all looking for them? And I've still got uh, Kubernetes running. Boy, I got all kinds of stuff on my Docker running right now. Yeah, I have a, a delegate ghost. You got a delegate ghost? <laughs> Docker PS. Yep, let me see here. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> PHP, my admin. No, oh, that's terrifying. PHP file or whatever. That's from reference. Uh, that's from our PHP client. That's uh, that's uh, man. When you when you hear when you find PHP hanging out in the closet, that is some. That's terrifying. Yeah. Alan, yeah. did I send you on a wild goose chase to find your computer, or are you just changing my accounts? <laughs> uh, we were looking for something. I don't remember. No, I, I <laughs> if I go back here to the back of the shed, uh, maybe I'll I'll have a better connection. Ah, got there. it. Yeah. Well, I you sounded good on our end. Okay. For what I it's wasn't worth. Sure. So check this out. I've got I've got the lofty marketing. T- this is on my home computer, not even my main dev machine. I've got the lofty marketing site running back there. And from eight months ago, I've got a backend container. So I'm assuming this is Django uh, for something called Hyperdrive, which is a, a toy app that I thought up apparently eight months ago. Uh, and that shit has been running for eight months on the background. Of this <laughs> <laughs> kill it, kill it. I've I've had to prune uh, a ton and kill kill and prune a ton because my computer is uh, always out of memory now because or uh, out of hard drive space 
because yeah, yeah. now that we're publishing stuff to the iOS app store again, mm. um, I have to have Xcode, which consumes 170,000 gigabytes on right. disk right. just sitting there. Yep. So it's, it is a giant pain. When you glitch yeah. out. Yeah, I always. Yes. Does it glitch the podcast out? Everyone but me. Um, so I get to just keep talking to the listeners. Uh, and because <laughs> they've got local audio from me coming, right. coming off my off my interface here. And then you guys are quiet. So I get to say things behind your back. Um, <laughs> so, so, so the listeners so, don't know because I didn't say anything. But I did. I noticed that everyone else froze. And I was just like, well, that just made it into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrell, you need to start. You got to start hosting the studio. You got, you got, eight, you got symmetrical fiber right now. You yeah. need to be the the AV hub of the podcast. Alan, you're on. Fine. Are you, you're on Ozarks Go as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Is your stuff yeah. symmetrical? What does that mean? Uh, uh, you're up and down the same. Oh no! Run no. a speed test. Tyrell was over here showing yeah. me 200 megabit upload like the other day. I was, and I, I was, was flexing on him. I'm not going to lie. 200 megabit upload over Wi-Fi. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. I'll need to connect. To, I'm on my router out in the shed, too. That'll make a bit of a difference. If it makes you feel any better, it's gone down considerably. It will in the evening, I've found. like that's, Peak loads. Like, I've got fiber but i've got elkins fiber so so around five o'clock it just is like regular internet what it is tyrell is they just boost your your connection speed for the initial like uh hour and a half after they leave when they know you're testing it and then it then it's well they know you're on speed test exactly then the transfer switch that flips and it kicks you back over to cox (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i ran it just now and i'm at 70 down and 33 up so it's nothing to uh now, granted, that's in the middle of a Zoom call, so I don't realistically know how much that would affect it, but surely some. I won't run one for two reasons. One, not to disrupt this audio that we're recording, and two, just for the pure fucking shame of it, because uh, I am not on fiber. <laughs> and I've got, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the second of a daisy chain of two routers with a power line <laughs> networking in between them, so I've got encryption overhead i've got two routers worth of overhead um and i don't even know what the bandwidth limitations are of that power line network i'm pretty sure it's 10 base t i don't think i can get over 100 megabit local transfer anyway with that um one of these days i'll do it right five coming down i've got 45 coming down eight going up if i go to the living room that'll go up exponentially that'll i'll have 200 and something coming down in uh, over 50 going up. That's awesome. I'm jealous because, like, I get decent down speeds at, at different points during the day. If I'm hardwired in, I can get, I can get, you know, upwards of 150 down, but never over like 10 to 15 megabit up. Uh-huh. And that's like best case scenario. So uploading a YouTube video or, or even this podcast takes a, a little bit of time. Um, one day, but like, as I turn, you guys look. How far did I turn? Less than ninety or less than forty-five degrees, right? Uh, yeah. I can see a Swepco power station through the <laughs> through the trees right here, and so uh, that's very disheartening. Yeah. yeah uh, for those of you who aren't local and aren't in the know, 
um, there are two competing uh, power companies in the region, one of whom started offering uh, fiber internet that they that they bring across on their poles. Uh, and and the the one that I am on that I can see from my house is not the one that the fiber provider. So there's like I don't even know if there's ever even any plan for them to like lease pole space across. Yeah, here at your house. Say what? You're at your house. They're not at my house. The uh, Swepco main station on. No, uh, I mean you are at your house. Like I am presently at my house. Yeah, because I, I thought you were at the office because that picture looks like a picture from the office. Oh, I stole it. Good eye. <laughs> Good eye. That was a that was a personal collection that I had put in the huddle room. But yeah, no, the, I, I stole that when when we closed the office. That's back home. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. I replaced it with the Ansel Adams that I don't even know where that came from. But uh, I I came in the middle of the night and did like a an art swap, like a like a band. Oh, I, I wore my little bandana and was a, you were a heist. I did a heist. heist. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was like Ocean's Eleven. Exactly, but with ocean with more whiskey and uh, <laughs> and some Pearl Jam playing on the Sonos. Uh, <laughs> oh, so this is the the Halloween episode. I'm I'm trying to project into the future what Halloween's like this mm. year because I don't even know the the whole the real world's too fucked up and scary to begin with. Sucks so bad, right? <laughs> and like. I know I'm, I'm making a prediction here. Um, like coronavirus is going to be the hot, uh, costume, obviously the, the ball with the little protein sticking out of it. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of political. Are you just going to wear it in your living room? Like, what are you going to do with your costume? I don't know. What are people doing? I, well, I mean, here's, yeah. here's what I know for sure. A bunch of people are going to act like it's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of fucking people are going to have a very normal Halloween. One thing that I don't understand, though, is, like, there is, so, people are like, oh, you can do anything, just wear a mask. It's like, okay. and the, But then you're like, so on Halloween, I can wear a real mask under my uh, costume mask, right? And they're like, no, just don't do it. It's like, bro, you said I could do anything I wanted if I wore a mask. I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing two masks. Double mask. Uh, you know, it's, I... I and I go with gloves if I wanted to I'm on Halloween. It's fortunate that, and the, and it's been the same way with like the school situation. I don't envy being in Tyrell's position um, of, of having several school aged kids and and navigating that because Henry's three, which makes him he's old enough to trick or treat this year, and he would have a blast. But he also has no idea what he's missing if we just opt out, which is what we're going <laughs> to do. And yeah. for me personally. I'm not missing out on anything and I don't mind not having to supply candy to all the kids in my neighborhood. So like all in all, we can totally just cruise through this and tell Henry that Halloween, you know, functions differently. We'll, we'll watch a, uh, we'll watch a Halloween movie or something, need our own damn candy. And he won't know the difference, but like, yeah. man, a year from now, we'd have never gotten away with that. Yeah. Cause he'd be <laughs> like, what the hell? One thing I don't know is that my apartment is if anybody is going because I I haven't lived here during Halloween before you're, so you're, like I have no idea Halloween. if people are going to show up here asking for candy or not I don't know I, I always hate that there's not a ton of kids who live here but there are some the good news is you get to buy the candy 
And if they don't eat it, then you've still got the candy. It's not like, oh, no, I bought this candy and it all expired the day after Halloween and nobody can go. I I went to the store the other day to get my medicine and I was hungry as fuck. I was just like starving. And I saw the the candy corn. I was like, oh, my God, I want it. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot bake candy corn into brownies we learned that the hard way it just turns into it just melts in a liquid it it doesn't turn into one giant candy water diabetes brownie yeah basically it's not tasty at all you can put them on the top when they're done i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the uh you know the uh i don't know the the a-hole here i (laughs) i just can't do candy corn i think it's disgusting I don't think I don't think candy corn was good (laughs) before you melted it. It was already bad, in my opinion. Yeah. So here's the thing: it's it's still good, but if you eat too much, you just want to be like, oh god. Oh yeah. Ah! Ah! Alan had an animal. Yeah, he came right. I was about to smack it with (laughs) his computer. (laughs) I can see it. It came right at his face. It was on the watch. We were on the watch. People survive subreddit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was no 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 yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh man. Wow, uh, we you know it's it's times like these that I wish we uh, published the video from these recordings. <laughs> that would have been now that we're remote. That would have been a good one. Um, yeah, yeah, candy corn. I I don't know. Does it have? It's been a long time since I I my hatred of it started when I was very young. So I don't have. A, I remember it just tasting like wax, though. Does it have a flavor? It just tastes like wax. Tastes like pure sugar. That's that's really sugar, what it sugar wax. It's 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 wax. very similar to a marshmallow, but different in te- texture. What do you mean? It tastes like a marshmallow. I don't it's think like, so. It's it just tastes like sugar. It's it's like we've shaped sugar yeah. into a thing, and you can eat it now. That's all marshmallow. What's crazy? What's crazy to me is that the way you guys are describing it is exactly how I remember it. And the difference here isn't that I taste something different. It's just that you think that's good. And I and I don't because you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's like a waxy, pure, sugary thing. And it's like eating a scented candle. Oh, I understand. It's it's one of those <laughs> things I understand if you don't like it because, it yeah. is like, you know, I appreciate yeah, I, it. I, I, I'm not I a huge fan, eat but I, I, I will I will eat some. I can eat very little. Alyssa had the same moment the other day and came back with like, it's time with a bag of uh candy corn and it's the brock's kind and it's got yeah. the little candy pumpkins in there too and yeah you can only eat so much of that it's only so much of that yeah or you're gonna regret it so you know willow to to your situation of you don't know um which is always it happens that first time in a in a new neighborhood right halloween rolls around first place yeah. i lived in fayetteville um was like a pocket neighborhood it wasn't a very big one but it was dense um, it was one of those ones that has the, the, the row houses with the little tiny yards, you know? So there's a bunch of houses in there, but in a very small area, but like maybe, maybe 40 houses. I don't know. But apparently every house in that neighborhood had seven kids living in it because it was just a line out the door. And I was like, holy shit. Cause I moved from deep in the woods in central Arkansas where I'd never had trick or treaters at my house before. This was a totally new experience for me. Alan, uh, Tyrell went and found candy corn. He's just like, we talked about it and he, he came back with a bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I had never had trick or treaters. That was a shock. 
we it was like that was a job, you know. That was like we were working in shifts and we and we spent like a like we had costs associated with it. It was a net loss. That was like a three hundred dollar Halloween, and we still ran out of candy early. Um, and then I moved uh, not not one block away from where I live now. I moved, and we didn't know. There's no sidewalks in the neighborhood. It wasn't super walkable. A little more spread out. A little bit older. A more older neighbors. Will there be kids? Will it be grandkids? We don't know. But we bought a bunch of candy. And then to Ty- Tyrell's point, we were just sitting around going like, please don't show up. Please don't show up. Please don't show up. I'm going to eat all these <laughs> yeah. fucking Snicker bars myself. Uh, and they didn't. We got like three same... kids that year. It was awesome. I had a similar experience when we moved here. So, you know, I'm, I'm from the hills of Winslow. Similar upbringing as Casey. I, uh, like when I went trick-or-treating as a kid, which just we went to Grandma and Grandpa's or something. They gave me some candy and then I went home. And, you know, so I never really got the door-to-door experience much. Like, I think we did try it a couple of times. But you had to drive, uh, you know, like 20 minutes to Same. this house and then Same. 40 minutes to that house. Yep. So it wasn't a lot of fun. And then, I'm surprised um, you guys didn't drive into Fayetteville because that's what dad did to us. Yeah. He loaded us up in the car and we headed to Hot Springs, the nearby city, yeah. to the nicest neighborhood in town. And then he airdropped us in like we lived there and we just pretended to be locals. That's how we did it. Yeah, like, there, there's a really nice neighborhood around here with some mansions. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if all these uh, these kids that live here will just be like, Why yeah, go? they're gonna be like, hundred percent, fuck 100%. Willow's apartment. We're going to Pinnacle. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. we're going to we're going to Miss Hunt's house. Because <laughs> I basically live in Pinnacle. But yeah. <laughs> if you're close to Pinnacle, you, there's going to be. A, is that chocolate? Chocolate, yes, sir. Corn? Chocolate candy oh, corn. Does that make yeah. a difference? Oh yeah. Okay. Like- <laughs> I don't know if it would to you. I, just, I don't either. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It, it, a chocolate <laughs> candle. That, yeah. that candle is just a, a, a darker one, you know. Uh, <laughs> the, the autumn rocks, yeah. All it's the got autumn pumpkins. Is. It's got the different flavors. That's different. I, yeah, that was, know, I like the one with bags. the pumpkins just because they're so freaking adorable. I saw... <laughs> I saw you come back. <laughs> really I just got little yeah. pumpkins sitting on like all the windowsills in her house. She didn't even eat them. I saw you come back with the bag of candy. I was I was totally tongue in cheek that I said it was candy corn. I didn't expect it to actually be candy corn. We triggered yep. him. We did. Yep. I also heard my cat meowing like he was stuck somewhere, which is really confusing. Like not my little cat, the big one, the old one, <laughs> the tiger. Uh, tiger <laughs> yeah. who now feels like a full grown <laughs> tiger compared to the to the baby. Kitten. Yep. Um, that kitten feels like it's just. You need you need to send me a picture of that kitten so I can show my sister because she freaking she wants to I, get a cat so bad. You need to do it. I got to get one. You can't yet. She's me. got too much shit going on. <laughs> Did you not say? I told you didn't post told the uh, the cat it. in Slack, uh, Tyrell. No, I did not. Got to do that ah! for the morale of the team. Ah! <laughs> you can't get it's back. <laughs> it's back. It's never safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retreating further. I'm so glad you're on battery power, Alan. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hopefully that holds out. Maybe I should shut off my docker in the background. <laughs> Kill all those <laughs> phantom containers. That's what's yeah. attracting the wasps. They're it's like, oh, cool. look, a little box that no one's touched in a while. I'll make a nest in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, I got Datadog running on there still. <laughs> Shut that down. Hey, Datadog uh, looks pretty slick. 
It is. Not sponsored, yeah. not endorsed, but it looks pretty cool. I ran into a fun error. We'll go ahead and slide into some tech. Like I got uh I was getting some C errors installing my Python packages. Yeah, saw that uh, for, for data data dog. Mm. That's never that's never a good thing. Like G GCC exited with an error code one. Like, whoa, GCC did what? Well, there, you know, there's usually two things that I've seen. <laughs> that word. <laughs> yeah, no, what? Oh, no. And then that's as soon as then I'm like, oh, no, wheels. And oh, mm-hmm. no. usually yeah, two types of things that I've seen yeah. that cause that. It's either it's either some missing system level dependency, right? Yeah. Um, something that needs to be brew installed. Or and, and this one, this one, I think. I'm gonna have to do a little digging on it because it seems like what it is specifically, it's throwing a. It's more of a like a syntax error that it's throwing, mm. and and that you can only do this in C11 or C99, which are sort of like peps. So it's like a like a compiler, uh, well, kind of problem. It's a, it's a yeah exactly yeah it is yeah it's a specification the C99 C11 replace C99, and um. This specific error is they're declaring a variable inside of a for loop. And C historically didn't want you to do that, but now you can do that. But you have to set some kind of a flag in C or C++ uh, GCC whenever you're running it. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I, I used to see that more often of like having to pass some compiler flags like through environment variables to pip when you install something. The other time that that comes up is, uh, I remember this happened a bunch in the, you know, um, the pre-Anaconda days. Not that we use Conda yeah. to do that stuff, because that's mostly sorted itself out, and, and Conda's not as relevant as it once was. But, like, um, the the dependency install order of NumPy, Pandas, Scikit-Learn, that shit was always yeah. uh, causing stuff, which is worth mentioning. I don't know if you guys saw. there. Uh, there's a new version of PIP that just shipped with a, a new dependency resolver. That's apparently, you know, bringing PIP a little more into the modern world. Um, so it does, it, yeah, it does, it does uh, better dependency resolution because right now you can totally tell PIP to install an unresolvable set of dependencies and it, it doesn't handle it well. Uh, yeah. Or it will just, it will do something, it'll deterministically make an install, but specifically not what you asked for. Uh, and I just happened to catch that the other day. You, you, you run a, uh, you pass a flag to pip when you install to use the new dependency resolver, and it does a much better job of sorting out hmm. upstream depend- dependencies of your dependencies and version matching between them. So, makes me wonder if it's uh, possible to run both Docker and AWS CLI again, because that used to oh, yeah. God every time, right, yeah. Alan? Yeah, yeah. It's been, and it was the uh, I remember we'd run into it on Elastic Beanstalk when we were. Mm-hmm. Running, uh, run that. That's um, what it was. It was the combination yeah. of the three: AWS CLI, the yeah. Elastic Beanstalk CLI, Docker, and Docker Compose. The four of yeah. those things were yeah. always in some unresolvable version you dependency. Just do this hell. dance of uh-huh. like you're. <laughs> well, I need that. Right. Okay. Well, but I need this. that. Oh, okay. And do you yeah. mean running the CLI and Docker? No, I mean, yeah. I mean having. Um, so the EB, let me think about this. The Elastic Beanstalk CLI yeah. requires you to have Docker and Docker Compose installed because Docker is one of the runtimes for Elastic Beanstalk. 
Um, and so it uses, I don't know, some, some command in the Elastic Beanstalk CLI for, for AWS uh, has dependencies on Docker. But if the project that you're building, you're using Docker Compose for local development, right? Yeah. Um, you would get the, it would be like the version of Docker Compose you install and the version of Docker that it requires would be mismatched from the Elastic Beanstalk uh, versions that it requires. And so like, yeah, it was the, it was maybe AWS CLI didn't factor into it, but at least those three. And so, I don't know, every time, ha, Willow, have you seen it on the, um, on the e-commerce project that you've worked on? That's where Cause I, that's yeah, where we used to see it a lot. Uh, yeah. it'd be like, you'd, you'd leave it for two weeks and come back and you couldn't, you couldn't build the virtual environment anymore. Oh, I, I don't know if I have, I don't really, for the, that one, I don't use Docker at all. Which is probably a wise move. Um, just considering what it did. And it might've just been like a, for a, for a period of time, there were a lot of reversion compatible changes hitting Docker or hitting Docker or hitting one of them, or maybe Elastic Beanstalk wasn't keeping up. I don't know, but it was, it was messy. Installing the Elastic Beanstalk CLI though. Was it due to a, due to a, a PIP dependency mismatch? Yep. Yep. That's it. You're seeing it. I don't know if it had anything to do with Docker, but it it, do, it had a lot of issues. So, you should try that. This would be a good test. You should try it one day, start a new virtual environment, and if it doesn't work, let's try the new dependency re- resolver in PIP20 and see if it actually sorts it out. We have a, we have a unit test. I'm going to do some digging <laughs> and see if that solves my problem. Speaking of uh, upgrades, did we talk about Get switch on the podcast. We briefly oh. mentioned it, and everyone was like, "But, but what is that?" Yeah, yeah. Do we, do we, oh, do we know anymore? <laughs> why? Why it was? How it was different than checkout and stuff like that. So you, you did figure that out. Yeah. Would you Would you like to share it with us in the audience? I mean, I'll have to Google it again. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was what I expected. Just to correctly. No, no, no. That's well, good. Uh, just that, like, I, you can, so with Switch, obviously it, it, it pulls remotes. With Checkout, you can use it to, um, um, like, that looks cool. Pick specific stuff. Like, with checkout, it was kind of more global. You could check out branches. You could check out files. Pretty much any any there. like reference, right? Right. So it's a, it's a tag, a, a commit, or a, yeah, yeah. So with switch, and they they're kind of forcing po- folks into not forcing forcing, but like they're they're definitely like pushing folks this way is they want switch to be like to replace checkout, and I forget if they're going to let checkout stay for other references or if they've got a different thing and they're trying to like phase out checkout altogether. I'm still not using it. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was drug kicking and screaming to using Switch uh, because the uh, the Git history yeah. the project you and I are working on yeah. is a flaming pile of monkey pieces. It, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know how you mess up a Git history. Just like how this thing is so screwed up, get why you feel very I much better. Never like it just makes me feel so stupid. <laughs> what was that? I said it makes me feel very much better about my get skills. It makes me feel so stupid because I'm just like I have done this literally my like not my entire career, but all but like two years of my career as a developer. I've used Git, and 
the things that I know don't work here. <laughs> like, why don't these work here? Why can't I check out this branch from, from remote? Like, everything is set. Here I can check my origin. And, and it's just like, oh, no, no. You've got to, you've, yeah, you've, you've got to check out every branch and prepend it with remote or this or that. And, but if you use the new nomenclature, if you use get switch, because switch will, uh, be, because if I didn't use switch, what I had to do was create a new branch and then, and then set, set the, the origin, origin on of it. that branch yeah. to remote which is clown shoes. Like that is stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's, and, that, that's the process you go when you're legit creating a new branch, not when yeah, you're trying to yeah. check out a remote branch, right. you know? Right. Yeah. With, yeah. And so it, it, it's like, okay, if I'm creating a new branch, I do the work and then I set it remote that way, the way that this get history is so messed up or, or uh, you had to do that to check out a remote branch. Uh, but if you use get switch, Get switch creates a new branch and then goes and checks to see if there's a remote version available. And if it does, it clones it down. Weird. So it and does, it does those steps good. on your behalf. And I'm so. guessing to some extent, the configuration around that is floating around in your dot git folder, right? In the, in the configuration for that, yeah. uh, for that repository. Yeah. And I didn't feel like digging through the git mines. Of, well, of that and thing. honestly, that's a thing where I, as much as I use, depend count on like whatever you want to say with git like how would we survive without it you know how all of that works in there is is uh is that's one of those things that's mm -hmm. that's node modules you know where everyone's just like don't look in there it, mm -hmm. it just works okay don't even don't even worry about that you know um, you know, I found out the other day is if you recursively gzip everything in the .get folder, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, but that was purely an accident. So that's when we were trying to when we were trying to recover that code. Off oh that yeah, note server. <laughs> we were cowboy coding. I that's got, right. Yeah, I got a little aggressive with molasso. Uh, you didn't <laughs> kind of flung it in the .get folder and fucked well, everything. It, it, up. Had no, it had no branches. Like when you looked in there, it had one branch, or it said. Right. You did like get branch. It had one branch. Right. And it was just your local master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see switches. And that's, that, that was, that was why it took so long even to find the relevant code for the, for the feature that we were trying to revive. I was just like, where's the rest of your code? He's like, Oh, it's over here. It's just like, where's that branch? Over here is not a real oh. place. <laughs> yeah. Is that the name of the branch? <laughs> like, is it in a shoebox under your bed? Why did you put it there? You have a repo. And, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was stuff like that. I was like, Oh man, there are weird. And this, this particular rescue has been full of weird idiosyncrasies in regards to getting it set up and running. Like Will and I joke that like, there's a, like, there's a tome that you have to recite in order to get everything stood up. Right. And apparently that's not uncommon for, uh, Laravel apps at times with using artisan. Like you got to run artisan this, artisan that, artisan this, artisan that. We go a little bit overboard, but there's definitely some that yeah. we we didn't do that had issues. It's like I'm definitely cargo culting this thing. I'm like, it, uh, no one flushed the toilet. I'm firing up my local server. <laughs> well, it's flushing. <laughs> my local server goes up. You're like, Klaatu, Verada. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just, it, it is completely a, a yeah. But it, we've largely got it. We're fairly efficient at it now. And 
Um, I think we got, I felt good. I was back. I had back, let frog back ahead of Willow this morning or this afternoon. Cause she was just like, these are the errors I'm getting. I'm just like, I know those do this. She's like, okay, she got it done. So we, we flipped again. We're back in parody now. Nice. But we just kind of kept slingshot in front of each other, back and forth, back and forth. Something I've noticed about rescue projects, it always reminds me when we pick up some other team's code or an individual or whatever, is like how close to the standard out-of-the-box tooling we tend to operate, right? Like we're not using all of these command runner things that people use now in front of like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'll get it. Like we'll get it. Use anything extra? Yeah. Like, um, uh, what's that? What was that thing that that got slapped onto uh, um, the MB project, Tyrell? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It was like a yeah, command runner. Give me a second. It's a Python script runner. Yeah, but not not the Runs one. I, I've I've already forgotten what the most. It was yeah. Like, like why use Bash when you can use a totally different DSL to run your management commands, which you exactly. can just run. You know, like yeah. like we're just like manage.py run server, and other people are like, I need three layers of task orchestration in between me and my and my terminal, which I don't get. Um, oh. But we I, see, we see stuff like that on other people's projects, and I'm always like, "Folks, what's just happening writing code? Does do you need a dependency for everything?" It's. I wonder if some of it's from, you know, because I I was thinking about this like this past weekend. I was playing around with some C a little bit, and I uh, I was reading about uh, GTK, which is by the GNOME uh, project, and it's a common way of uh, creating UI. And there's a way to use Python to do it as well. You got to have something else that bolts it on. But every time I get into the world of C and I start installing header files and things, I get a little scared. Like, oh man, am I going to screw up my operating system now and and stuff? And it's just because I don't I don't have a lot of depth in C. Like I know enough to be really dangerous, you know. And I I think it, you know when it comes to Python, I feel I feel pretty confident. Invoke, by the way, is the is the invoke one. scripts. Yep. And you know How what did I didn't. I I I googled Python task runner, and you know what I didn't okay. realize. I was trying to think of the one that people used to use back in the day, which was Fabric. Uh, what I didn't Fabric, realize yep. is that Invoke yeah. is the successor to Fabric. So, oh. at least now I understand the history of it. Now, yeah. actually, thinking of Fabric, we used to use Fabric like we use Ansible. Right. Yeah. It was for running a lot of tasks like deployment steps. But that's right. not how I've seen people using invoke. We've seen it like invoke with a task and all that task does is call Docker Compose up. Yep. So you write invoke yeah. up. I mean I guess I guess I could write an like, Ansible playbook to do the same yeah. thing on my machine. What like, what, yeah. what was the benefit here? I'm not sure. I mean invoke is a lot smaller than Docker Compose. No one tell those kids that they can write bash aliases though. Oh, blow their fucking minds but then uh, i can write an apple scriptlet yeah <laughs> to run invoke, to run invoke by double click to, double click an icon yeah and all i have to do is plus splat in cr boom ah. and then you can wrap all of that up in an npm script so it's just like npm run whatever um <laughs> and so like that's every- probably what it is it's probably people wanting to like Wish I could fire up my, my, my Django or Flask server with JavaScript and NPM. I think it's that, and I think it's Rails developers that are uh, used to, uh, what is it, rake? Um, yeah. Rake mm-hmm. commands and stuff like that. But, like, 
you know, I it's not that I, I don't understand what it does. I just don't understand the need because we've just built so much complicated software for a long time without it. And I've never felt like we were missing out on that. Um, maybe it's because we have Docker tooling for local. And when we weren't using Docker, we were using Ansible for remote deployment and there was no need yeah. to, to script in that way. Um, but like it's things, it's not just this, it's things like this. Every time we pick up a rescue project, I just see how many shims people have in between themselves and their, and their code. Um, you know, like, uh, like cash libraries for Django. Like Johnny Cash was one, and there was another one called Man in Black, which I I can't remember which one was built on top of the other, but they were two different. They were two different libraries, and and one of them was the base one, and the other one was like someone was like, oh, I want to add one more function to that library, and I don't know how to fucking fork a repo, so I just make my own. <laughs> and so, uh, you know those kind of things. But like, if you've ever worked with Django's Cash framework. It's so easy. You just import yeah. cache and it's cache.set and get. It's it's just like using a dictionary and it's, you have a full-blown caching system. What the hell, folks? Even even just if even if you were going to like go off the rails and use Redis like just with Python, it's not even uh that that much more complicated. Basically, the cache syntax in Django is very much like how you would use Redis. That just to throw it in Redis, you know, manually. Alan, I just saw your speed test. That yeah. f- that four millisecond ping is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, your words are hitting this podcast before they come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It's wild how see that's I've moved maybe twenty yards, maybe probably more like fifteen, ten yards, and uh, and I'm back in the two hundreds. Yep. That's wild. And, uh, yeah. 118 yeah. up too. Man, oh man. I can't yeah. wait. I, you know, I'll just sell my house. That's like literally my option right now. It's definitely. Well, you know, my house is so small. It doesn't really matter where I am. Yeah. <laughs> You're always close. You well, oh. see, I still have the, I have the trouble of vendor lock. Uh, you do indeed. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. I can live to- inside my router and I'll never get what you guys have. <laughs> I had to explain to my father-in-law uh, what was causing his, his wireless signal to drop. He's like, it's in the bedroom. I'm right over here at the table. And I'm just like, well, there's mirrors and water and signal and six walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, he got it, but it was just one of those things where he was just like, I got to ask you something. And I'm just like, I probably don't have a whole lot of experience in what you're talking about because you're not going to ask me a programming question. <laughs> it's going to be about a printer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it was, it was about his wireless signal. And uh, so. Yeah, that's something we deal with all the time, whether we want to or not. Like, you have to stop and diagnose your network issues sometimes. <clears throat> you guys, I went, I went to see. I went to see just to see, just to reconfirm that um, this is never happening for me. Let me share my screen so you can see the coverage map for this wonderful fiber internet. It's mm. a little box around Casey's lot. It's a little more broad than that, but not by much. There it is. There it is. Look at all. Look at this. You can live. 
in the middle of damn oh. nowhere. Yeah. You can they got this stuff at Tyrell's house, but they got Dang. this but but listen, Tyrell, look in crosses. Okay. Yeah. In that's that Bidville. That's right over there. <laughs> that's 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 an hour and a half on the other side of you. Uh, maybe not that bad, but it's way out there. It's way out there. And look at me right here in this island, right in the middle of the hole. Right? Okay. And I know the audience can't see it, but just imagine the most ridiculous thing like this was made. The metropolitan you can't write area this. is totally excluded. It's like, like it's yeah. the central it corridor of Fayetteville because yeah. I I do live I do live in town as they say here, but uh, you can't see it from this this map. But if you can see my cursor here, uh, folks, this is this is the Swepco power station right here. So it's like. When when they're at their last bastion, you know, when Swepco has set up barricades in the parking lot in front of the CEO's office to fight off the last of, you know, to 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 that last assault from Ozarks Go, they're gonna have one fucking power line coming out of that thing. It's gonna be going straight to my house. Like I'm the last one to go. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> It's what yeah. I get for moving, living so close to a power plant. Uh, <laughs> property, value, that's the, it was affordable. That's the worst thing that results <laughs> yeah. from urban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right it's actually it's actually a service center. I don't. They don't have any main lines coming in. There. I don't have any radiation that I know of. Yeah, no, that's where they work on the trucks and stuff. I, why, why are they only there and not in the northern part? I don't know. I don't know why Swepco has such a stranglehold on the Central Corridor, but I know that now it's become strategic because Ozarks Go is such an obvious choice for like so many reasons that if they lose this, they they cease to be a a, a profitable enterprise anymore. Like people will read, fucking die before they give up this coverage map. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, what is it? Benville and the Benville that area doesn't get it either. Benville doesn't get Ozarks go. It appears on that map, no, and neither does Pew Ridge. Gotcha. Mm. But it goes uh, way out deep in the boonies, which is like good yeah. for them, by the way. I grew up in the boonies, and the idea of 200 megabit down out in the sticks. Oh, you guys, I've always thought of myself as a little bit more like after growing up in the woods, wanting to live more in the city and stuff. You give me that kind of internet out in the woods, you'll never fucking see me again. <laughs> That's I it. know. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that is me. I am the high tech. Uh, uh, I'll occasionally surface to purchase a tractor, and <laughs> I will. I will. That's that is uh, that is it. I, I will order my tractor online. The yeah, Massey Ferguson you dealer. You can call them. That's they right. will bring your tractor to you, and you can demo it. That's so right. there's no need to even go in to buy the tractor now. No, they can they can walk <laughs> you through a high definition Zoom call uh, to 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 demo it to you. So uh, I figured out that on the five G, um, on the five five gigahertz uh, frequency is when obviously I get that two hundred two hundred megs top end that we both are enjoying right now. Right, right. You get on a two point four, it drops considerably. But you get a lot more range at a two point four. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Worth noting. But yeah, yeah. I mean, when I go outside, I'm on two point four. But when I'm outside on my two point four, I'm still getting sixty five seventy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you have limits? That what? Like a thousand gigabyte limit a month. 
No, no, no limits. They actually have legitimate no, unlimited. unlimited. I'm streaming Spotify right now, just just in the just because I can. I mean, yeah. I'm not listening to it. But. Well, I do, but you're just I only streaming like, it to Devnol. Yeah, <laughs> just to watch yeah. the fucking bits burn. <laughs> I just leave it in there running. Well, the router yeah. keeps me warm. I use it like a little <laughs> space heater. You know, I want to keep the copper fresh. You know. <laughs> Sorry, Will. I just Fibers, I couldn't I, guess, I couldn't yeah. not highlight that. <laughs> uh, Willow, you you were you were saying? Yeah, you. Could I use there. like a tenth of mine. Really? I, you yeah. know, with, with speeds like that, you you gotta uncap it. If you don't uncap it, you guys will hit. You know, like I think I've got like a soft one terabyte with Cox or something like that. It's in the fine print somewhere. Mm. I've never actually it's crossed it. Basically, you guys would exhaust that. In like fifteen minutes, if you turned it loose on a, on, on a <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. They're like they're you know. Uh, 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 I can I can do pretty good. Like so, I've got Game Pass, and used to <laughs> I'd I'd have to take that into consideration because we had you know we would get capped, and then we we could pay the the extortion fee and get more internet. Um, but I would have to take things in consideration of like, oh man, oh, I want to play that, but no, I don't really want to download that right now. I'll wait till next month. See, I and think like I, now I can just get it, try it and go like, no, I, I don't want to play that. And then start downloading a new game. And, you know, and those are like a hundred gigabytes. Cause you, you, you totally stuff. could burn through a terabyte in a day, right? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, as far absolutely. as the bandwidth that you're getting, you totally could tear through that in a day. The hardest part yeah. about doing that would be finding a terabyte to download. You know, yeah. delete every game off your Xbox. Maybe get another Xbox in the mix. You know, like, well, like stream some yeah. shit. You, have you know, be, you have to have your 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 Spotify playing, your Hulu playing all day. Yep. And then downloading a bunch of games. Bunch of games. If I well, download, net, like, there's 4K Netflix. There's 4K. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, the other uh, part. 4K yeah. Amazon Prime. I've, yeah, so. I watch everything in 4K. Just about we've got the 4K TV, and so that's eaten up quite a bit of it. And, uh, and then there's you know the the um, I was thinking how I could do it in just games like Destiny Two is a hundred and something gigabytes, so I could just uninstall that oh, and reinstall uh, that like ten times. <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, I was just oh, bitching yeah. to Austin well, about 150 it, it, gigs. 150. If you uninstall it because it downloaded it from the store, wouldn't you have to delete it from the store? Like delete it from there first, and then and then re-download it again. Because mm. like on PlayStation, it'll it'll download it, and then you wait, and you can wait to install it later. See, like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. on Xbox, there's no difference between uninstall and delete. You can't have something downloaded but not installed. Yeah, it's all the same shit. I'm living in a totally different end of the uh, uh, high bandwidth spectrum because I'm about to start kitting out the RV with a cellular setup for for boondocking in the deep woods. Um, So I will not be getting 4K Netflix in the RV. But if I can get Netflix at all that's that's a win uh it's kind of ridiculous Paige doesn't know yet i was looking at (laughs) i was looking at an extendable 30 foot directional cellular antenna (laughs) (laughs) hoist half a mile in the fucking air is that glamping uh (laughs) 
Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. If you consider it camping, I don't, we're, um, I, so I don't, I don't see the RVing as camping at all. Um, I see it as a, as a mobile hotel room for, um, domestic travel. Um, mm. we're, we're big fans of proper primitive camping, you know, like dig a hole to poop in type camping. <laughs> That's our kind of camping. So I definitely see the RV as a totally different thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been very deliberate not to call it camping because I'm afraid I'll lose my edge as a, yeah, as a like camper, Airbnb you know, that you never have to reserve. That's what we said was like, when we switched to Airbnb travel, we're like, cool, we'll never pay for a hotel room again. This is cheaper. And now it's mm-hmm. like, cool, we'll never pay for an Airbnb again, unless we just mm-hmm. like absolutely need one to park at, you know, <laughs> uh, and plug into or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's like uh, in a Walmart. You'll be fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, we we've at least we've ha- we've already had one uh, meal in a Walmart parking lot. But yeah, most of them let you do overnight, um, which is way cooler if you have some sort of stealth van set up. Um, the the, the stealth van. Yeah, like that doesn't stealth look van. like there's people living like in it. RV. Not yeah. like a stealth. Yeah. Not like a stealth bomber. Not like it doesn't show up on radar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although that'd be fucking sweet too. That would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need like, like a, a cloaking. Yeah. <laughs> roll up like a predator. In an old school conversion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. What, you, know, you know what they have in all the the Yellowstone bathrooms? That's freaking hilarious. What's that? So they have like these posters, basically telling you how to. <laughs> How to go on the toilet. Mm-hmm. And it has this picture of this like stick man. And he's, it's like, he's like squatting over the toilet, but he's standing on the toilet seat. Who is standing on the toilet seat? Some people do that. There was a, uh, there was a thing well, about they this. want you to do or Is that what they're telling you? Don't do this. Don't do that. They're telling you <laughs> don't do that. Like, this is how to poop in Yellowstone. So you don't get attacked by a bear. I can't remember like where it was. There was some, there, you were, you know. There was some guy that had this big reveal online that like uh he like pooped backward on the toilet. <laughs> that like it was like uh it was like a scenario that it was like he he like was having the realization for the first time that, that, that he used backwards. the toilet wrong. Okay, yeah. that is stupid. No. <laughs> that's a troll. I feel like that's he I, thought well, the he thought the back of the tank was like a little a uh, little desk you could, you know, like <laughs> I put my sandwich Set your there fucking drink on, oh you know, like. <laughs> put my laptop there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Why the hell else would they put that little table there? You know? I think I read about doing that on Lifehacker. Yeah, one. yeah. He was an innovator. Um, <laughs> yeah. He wrote a book called Eight Day Work Week. Yeah. Or Eight Hour Work Week. Yeah, yeah it was actually oh, Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, totally, totally different thing, but it will be cool to be able to, to get some Wi-Fi because I do want to try and do some working from the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did it. We took it out for a trip to shake everything out over the weekend. And I was there for half a Monday as well, uh, tethered off my phone. And that was good. But I can't wait to get a, a proper cellular setup. And I'm trying to um, I'm trying to get ahead of 5G um, and, and get everything at least set up to be 5G compatible. Um, when the government rolls that out to control our brains, I'll be ready. I'll have a big fucking antenna sticking up going like, better get your COVID come, shots first. Come fucking give me a virus and, and mind control. Uh, I've got a power booster on here for, for your convenience. Just wear the tinfoil hat and you'll be fine. 
Tim Foyle's a great. Oh my conductor. god, did he freeze? Radio away. No, I'm here. <laughs> the, yeah, he froze. The, oh, <laughs> I can hear you guys, but you can't hear me. That's great. The audience knows oh, that I'm still here, but these guys, audience, my internet <laughs> got frozen. Oh no! And the other guys think that the government zapped me because of my 5G conspiracy <laughs> thing. They're back now. We I'm back, now, guys. This, yeah. I'm back. We now. heard half of that. Yeah, we heard half <laughs> of that. your commentary on it. That it's good. true. It's true that uh, that uh, something did happen right when I said that, didn't it? It's true. Somewhere else, that they flipped the other transfer switch, and it was like, Choom! and now all of my internet is going through uh, through the little FBI <laughs> surveillance yeah, truck, know, through the through the real stealth van that's parked at the end of no, my driveway. I had, I had that moment the other night that, like, and I, I something was happening with like the Xbox that uh, I I said something about software. I was talking about like, yeah, and software, and then the TV glitched a little bit. And I kind of looked at Alyssa and. Then, said something else about software and it glitched again the, <laughs> the uh, operating yeah. system like twitched you know like, uh, i wonder if they don't have is that the bloody mary word. word for an xbox <laughs> no i think it's a microsoft developer like if they say software we're gonna pipe like like a minute of that audio and then do a sentiment analysis yeah, on yeah. it. <laughs> it's what yeah. I figured was happening. <laughs> they said That's the trigger funny. word, go ahead and dump that yeah. buffer to the internet. Were they happy or were they uh, you know, were they not happy when they said software? Well see they've they've got TikTok for that now. Um oh, yeah. I don't know. Actually oh, yeah. I they they got denied. They, uh, Wal- it, Walmart's got a chunk of TikTok now. Yeah they do. Can't wait to see the fucking Clorox bleach song oh, and dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink us. Don't drink us. You guys doing the Clorox challenge? Uh, <laughs> uh, I know someone who would co-sponsor that. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Walmart, Walmart owns 7% of TikTok, or at least that's the bid that they made. By the time you hear this on Halloween, maybe that's gone through. I don't know. Maybe you don't care. We pay a lot more attention to Walmart news here um, because, you know, it's it's They're important to it's important to the local world over here. If if Walmart like trips and falls, half of us die. So like <laughs> w- when they land on us, so yeah. at least we I'm have to safe. we have to keep an idea where the giant foot's going to land next. You know, <laughs> <We're all laughs> say what, Willow? We're all safe. I think so. I don't know, uh, man. It's yeah. one of those things that like. Walmart, if Walmart collapse, it's so fundamental We're to the local economy. We're not going to have any grocery stores to buy food. Exactly. But, you know, like we might, we might, we okay. might have jobs <laughs> and, and paychecks, but I don't know if we'll have roads or electricity. <laughs> you know, I have to go to Harps. I've got Harps in West Fork. Come on down. All I right. watched. I watched. This reminds me of I watched uh, Console Wars the other day. CBS put out a documentary that um, it's like PlayStation versus Sega versus Nintendo. You know, so it starts with Nintendo and then kind of does. Are the, these like the classic gen systems? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, but here's here's what I feel like I knew, but I forgot. Um, Sega actually opened up an office in Bentonville. What? Um, so that they could get an exclusive Walmart deal back in the day. So, you know, when I was growing up playing the Sega Genesis, this would have been that era um, that they like Sega Genesis wasn't available everywhere, but it was available in Walmart. And, and so Sega Genesis say, well, not Sega Genesis, but Sega had the office uh, there Sega of America had an office in Bentonville. That's probably, I mean, just thinking about the timing of that, cause it was, 
not long after that. Because what, the Genesis would have been like 95, 94, yeah. somewhere yeah, in there? Yeah, 94, 95. I was trying to think, because it was contemporary with the Super Nintendo, which is, I was yeah. on the Nintendo side. I never had the cool Sega consoles. I went to my cousin's house to play Sega. Um, it wasn't was long it? after. It was like late 90s that or maybe early 2000s that Bentonville, you know, essentially Walmart called all the suppliers and said, you have to have an office here. Right. So Sega might have yeah. been one of the very first ones. That's why I was wondering. Okay. I I feel good to hear you call Sega the cool console. I it's all I had, and I it, so it it's is, always though. grass is always greener. So I was always like, oh, I want this. Next. No, it it is like that's what they were talking about on this documentary. It's really fascinating that like Nintendo tried to keep all the parents happy mm-hmm. and stuff and. And so, like, when Mortal Kombat came out... Nintendo version didn't have blood, man. It didn't have blood. They didn't even want to have Mortal Kombat, but it was such... You know, it was going to take up such a a portion of the market share. They had to, and so then that's the call they made, is they wouldn't have blood in... Didn't one of them have blood, but it was green at some point? I think uh, Mortal Kombat 2, I think, did that. Mortal Mortal Kombat 2 on Super Nintendo did have red blood. Uh, it was Mortal Kombat one that didn't, and I think the green blood was a cheat code. That's where that that's a very I, I'm like mm, I give that about a fifteen percent confidence level. <laughs> confidence is yeah. yeah. about to be shark. Yeah, but I I I, I prefaced it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he provided his confidence rating next to it. Yeah, but are they are they going to come after you and fact check you and say no? He was wrong. It was one and a half. The irony is. <laughs> The irony is that the person most responsible for P-sharking would be the person most likely to do that to me. <laughs> That's true. With regards to this show. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was all just, yeah. I, 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 uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Sega, you could turn the blood on and off in the settings. Yep. So you, the blood came off by default and you just went in and turned it on. Because I remember my buddy had it on Game Gear and he was just like, my mom, my parents said I have Mortal Kombat. I just have to eat the blood off, and then he was just like, "That's not gonna happen." Blood mode. <laughs> he's like, just like Beep. confirmed he just that it uh, turned it on. Blood and mode then, was a cheat for Mortal Kombat One on the Super Nintendo. The uh, the marketing back then that that was really neat in this documentary to see the old marketing. And that was the other thing. Like Nintendo was just you know very safe and like, and then the whole Sega started, and they would do. Uh, edgy uh you know commercials and and they leaned into the fact that they were going to market it to teenagers and and they were totally fine with that and didn't look back and like nintendo was still kind of trying to keep uh parents well, then, for the younger ones by that regard playstation out sega sega yes. at that point yes they did they, they actually did way so, hard on that they're just so, like Kids don't belong here. Get get your get your children out of here. Let I mean, them play Mario. That, I so think that's why it seemed. Than, yeah, it's, it's even more of a tragedy because because they um, Sega of America knew that, and around that time it got a little weird that Sega of Japan, like, started really getting involved in decisions for Sega of America. When they started, they were letting Sega of America do their thing because. You know, in Japan, they might not do it that way, but it would work in America. And um, and so there was stuff around. There was this big conference at the time that they were going to do the reveal for the Sega Saturn 
and um, the Sony PlayStation, and then N64 was going to drop, and Nintendo backed out. Nintendo said, look, we've seen the Sony PlayStation, and like our product is not ready. We're going to wait till next year. And uh, Sega of Japan said that like Sega had to drop the Saturn right there next to the PlayStation. And they did, and they had like four games, and mm -hmm. it, it went really badly. And I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Sega Saturn might be one of the only consoles. I don't know if I've ever played one. I know it was a disc, a top loading disc. He model. doesn't know. I'm, he doesn't, nor do we now. Yeah. Does that mean nobody can hear us now? That's, That's correct. correct. Oh, God, we, are, you guys. We, are, we are having a private conversation <laughs> unintentionally. Yes. And Listeners, this point, is amazing. Though, will come back. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no telling if he's caught on. This is I amazing assume. because there I never I never lost you guys. It was my upstream that went down. My my downstream was good. Um I I never lost audio. The the audience never lost audio from you guys for a minute. Uh what I didn't oh, know. As I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever played a Sega Saturn. It was a top-loading uh, disc loader, right? Yeah, like yeah. the PlayStation. And I just can't remember. Yeah. I definitely didn't have one. Um, yeah, no, I knew a guy that had one. And everybody knew a guy. It was like <laughs> he felt bad about like it. You're, like it was, you know, it was because I was kind of like, oh, cool. I I never played one of those. He's like, yeah, no, I I. It's so funny. I have a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, like the cast and Saturn. I never played. I, I think that like uh, the the marketing, the, the fact that it was marketed because because I was I was pretty young in that generation of consoles, you know, and the marketing being geared definitely more towards teenagers and like even almost adults, like we talked about with PlayStation, is what made it seem so cool. Yeah, it was like, Mom, I want a video game system. I want the Sega thing, and she was like, No. You get the kid version, which is yeah, Nintendo. That's what it yeah. felt like to us, you know. By the way, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, and 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 yeah. uh, no, no, I did not miss out on on a lot of good childhood gaming. Although I dropped off the Nintendo bandwagon somewhere around the GameCube, but um, it was it was fun. But like, yeah, you went real kitty with the GameCube. Yeah, that's what it, I kind of remember. It wasn't kitty until it went GameCube, and well, I was like, oh, and then the and cool. then the Wii, we don't even have to talk about. Um, no. Bro, the Wii is <laughs> awesome. Don't even back. I played it. I mean, like there was fun <laughs> stuff to it, but but we can all agree I that like I, the fucking I UX thing, the Wii, the I, it, was, it was really clear who their target was at that point. It's more adult. It has Bloodborne and it has Dark Souls. It's got Doom. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Well, and, and oh. Nintendo had, uh, didn't they have exclusives for um, uh, not Silent Hill, the other one. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. They had Silent Hill exclusive on the Wii. On the Wii? It was, well, actually, no, it wasn't it. Wii game would you play? No, it wasn't How it. How do you run away screaming with a it, Wii remote? So it's the a remake. They made a remake of the first game. Huh? But they did release it on PS2. But you you, you do use the Wii remote. Huh. Uh, I would love to play Silent Hill with the Wii remote. Yeah, so you have like a flashlight and you're running around. It's it's different than the first Are game. Are you using the Wii remote to control the flashlight? Dude. Resident yeah. Evil 7. That could be a fun mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven scare the crap out of you. The seven scares the crap out of me. I'm I'm not very far into it. You know, being Halloween, I got me a scary game to play, and it is scary. Dude. Too scary. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm have to look for that. Yeah, I'm I'm a, it made my hair stand up. And, oof, yeah. 
they they did have Resident Evil exclusive on the Wii where it was basically a shootout game. Yeah, and, it was a rail yeah. shooter. They came out with a rail. Yeah, shooter. they had two rail shooter ones. I They're remember fun, the rail shooter. But, yeah. yeah, I like but, I like rail shooters. Eh, yeah. you know. Not the same. That one way back in the day, speaking of Genesis, that was on there, had the blue revolver. Oh, man. It's a rail shooter? Lethal Mm. Enforcer. Mm. Was that also an arcade game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think of the classic classic rail shooter arcade games being like Time Crisis. um, What's the Alien one? uh, uh, Area 51. Yep. And also House of the Dead. House yeah. of the Dead was a good one. No. Uh, yeah. I God, I I, right. I when I worked at I worked at Magic Very Springs in the game department there. Um, Boy, Casey really liked House of the Dead. He God really liked. Damn it. He got that one. Out. I've cut out again, haven't <laughs> I? Very proud of himself with House of the Dead. It's like, uh, well, listeners, it's just it's just us now because of my shitty internet connection. These all these fiber bros are are. Like a gravity well that's eating all the connectivity. It's like a face. It's like. Mm. Okay. Is that, you're making fun of me right did I give you? Did I give you a, a face? Did I freeze you with oh, a face? It was a great face. You were very happy about remembering your nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, you were just like House mm. of the Dead. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like it I can, I, I can, I can walk away from that story now. I don't even have to tell it. It probably wasn't very good. I think the story was going to be. I, I worked at Magic Springs in the games department, and we had an arcade. And I'm pretty sure at least one point I burned a, a, a full minimum wage paycheck on House of the Dead. <laughs> Uh, nice. I, I, all all twelve of the quarters that I earned that summer uh, <laughs> <laughs> went into House of the Dead. Uh, I, I think all I think you guys yeah. with your um, with your fiber internet have created some sort of internet bandwidth. Well, it's actually pulling my bandwidth upstream <laughs> to your house. We've got gravity. We've got too much yeah. gravity over here. I just hope it works like the power grid, and I get a refund on my internet because I'm sending bandwidth upstream to to keep you guys running. Oh, there he is. I was telling that Lisa is a about cute it. baby kitty. She said she wants a picture because I was like, it looks like a baby Merlin. And I got to send you a picture of Merlin so you can yeah, see you what the There's, a, there's like. a picture of him in random in Slack. <laughs> He's too good. Love uh, fluff ball. Yeah. yeah. Fluff ball and a half. So, yeah, Willow, you can grab the picture out of random to send to your sister. Yeah, well. I already did. <laughs> <It's> already done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's Halloween. For for the listeners, um, you know, happy Halloween. Yeah. Be sure to exercise any demons from your code. Um, zombie, yeah. zombie zombie processes and uh, uh, yeah, all that. All Eat that some stuff. candy corn. Write write some some ghosts. Is ghost still a thing? Do you guys remember ghost? It was like what? Node.js WordPress. No, I did not ever do anything with ghosts. I don't think it actually made it. They, th- boy, they were the WordPress killer. Oh, I don't know. It sounds familiar. Actually. And of, and of course, like if something was going to kill WordPress, it would be that we'd move from like like we finally got rid of WordPress. Oh, shit, everything's Node. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Well, it's kind of like Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. Content full stuff. Yep. Well. Yep. That was my ghost story. Is we get that's my scary story for you all. I'll leave you with it. Is one day we finally get rid of WordPress, but now ninety percent of the internet runs on Node. 
Well, <laughs> fucking terrifying. Reality, it will be soon. I we're we're close to that. We're yeah, getting there. We gotta be that. Yeah. All right. There's there's no way people are still building Node apps on the back end. Well, it depends on what you call Never Node. Played. the 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 whole thing's skewed, right? Like even your even our view front end depends on Node at least for Webpack to right. build and compile it, right? But we're not so running Node services behind it. Right. That's and I'm comfortable with Node playing that role. It's being We've invoke. Got- it's invoke. <laughs> it's a it's a command runner. It's exactly <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good Halloween weekend. You as well. Do some socially distant trick or treating, whatever the fuck that means. And uh, that means order pizza, <laughs> stay inside, watch horror movies, and, and eat your own things. fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.